Welcome back to the Querida Mari podcast. I am Maria, your host, and um, this is a series that I've been doing for the, like the last few weeks um, in regards to trauma response. And I know and I'm aware that these um, podcasts and videos, depending on if you're listening to me or if you're watching um, this video, um, thank you. You know, thank you for listening and thank you for watching and thank you for taking the time to heal because not everybody wants to heal. Everybody wants to, a lot of people want to take what their feelings, the emotions and stuff them down. And you know, and a lot of people don't believe in therapy and that's why we do therapy, be to deal with the people that don't do it. Um, or to deal with the people that say that they're going to therapy and do it and they don't do shit. So welcome. Anyway, today I have something for you that is how to go from self-destructive um, patterns, uh, behavior patterns, to incorporating healthy and or healthier behavior patterns. Um, so let's let's get started and take good care of yourself when you're when you're listening. Please don't listen to this podcast while you're driving. Um, just in case stuff comes up and that you're not prepared for, make sure that when you're watching, you can take good care of yourself after you listen or after you watch. Um, and uh, so I'm going to leave that self-care to you. Um, okay, so when you're in a, tra like in a traumatic situation and when things happen super fast, um, and even though things may not happen super fast where you could be in a traumatic um, experience. For example, people that get um, abducted, kidnapped. Um, you can be kidnapped for um, a day, months, years. You could be kidna kidnapped um, for a very long time or you can have a car accident that is very short, you know. So whether you experienced a car accident, for example, that took place, the, the car accident took place minutes maybe, um, or something happened in the car, but you, there was no accident. Um, like for example, I experienced um, last year, the car that I was driving spun, um, and that was a pretty traumatizing situation for me. Um, and so you know, the, the trauma experience doesn't need to be, it could be years, it could be minutes, it could be so, but interestingly, like I mentioned last week in the, yes, uh, yesterday, last week's episode, is that your brain doesn't register it linearly, and it doesn't register the event um, in one, two successions of, of what happens. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I have a cold. And so you may think back of what happened in pictures years and years and years later, you may all of a sudden um, uh, be watering the plants like I was watering the plants and I remembered something. And so something, you know, things can come up for you years after. So the fast, right, when, when you to consider that the event happens super fast, it may have taken place, the event itself may have taken place years, months. But if you look back 
um, you can say what happened in a minute or two minutes because that's all you might remember. And you were probably, you know, or whoever, not you, but, you know, let's say uh, was in a situation for years. So remember that the prefrontal cortex, right, like the thinking brain, when you're in the middle of something, um, an event, a traumatic event, it goes offline. It just goes off on vacation. So the brain doesn't register when in your day now, right, when you are in, in a self-destructive pattern or in actively self-destructing. Um, the, the brain, when the first event happened, right, because the trigger that you're experiencing in the present moment has a beginning and it's not today that trigger happened way long ago but your brain may not remember when it happened um so that's why you have to go to your body and ask what it feels like when you ask and you work with your therapist and so the brain when it's when it's in active survival mode let's say a car accident, for example, or a, a sexual abuse or whatever, the brain, because it's offline while the trauma is happening, um, doesn't know when it was over, right? It doesn't know when, when the event, the threat was over. So when you're being triggered, you're, you don't know when this trigger is going to be over or is it over or am I safe? So the default behavior for you to get you to safety could be cutting, it could be drinking, it could be eating, it could be um, uh, sex, it could be, you know, whatever it is that gets you from feeling what you're feeling inside to feeling something outside. <clears throat> Taking cutting as an example, the feeling that you're feeling, the overwhelming feeling that you're feeling inside you're going to make it stop if you give yourself a pain outside. So let's say um, if, you are, if you cut, then now the pain inside kind of like eases and the pain in your arm, wrist, leg, or what have you, wherever part of the body, um, that's where the pain is. Unfortunately, these, these scars, like this behavior of cutting, drinking or eating or sex or whatever it's it's a it's a behavior it's like a permanent solution for a temporary problem so that the trigger is temporary but you don't feel it as temporary you feel it like it's going to last forever right and it's extremely overwhelming but and you want it to stop so when it gives you the sense of safety, when you do the cutting or the eating or whatever your default behavior is of self-destruction, that's going to give you the sense of relief. Um, and so the original, the original trauma, when you felt this particular trigger, the original trauma when mostly happened when you were in childhood and like the freeze, um, the freeze or flight response, if you, it's not safe, I think, I think I've mentioned this before and I'm going to mention it again. Um, if you haven't watched the other videos. So if the freeze, if your body doesn't feel safe to move, 
to fight or flight, it's going to freeze. The amygdala decides that. The emotional brain, part of your brain decides if you're going to, if, it, if it's going to have the body freeze or fight or flight. Not you. The thinking brain is offline. That's why we have a tendency to self-blame, self-shame. Why didn't I do this? I could have done that. Unfortunately, like I've mentioned before, the court system will like not believe you because you don't have the whole story, you know, etc. So when you're in the midst of a trigger and you're going back and forth of I shouldn't be cutting, but I need to cut. I shouldn't be cutting. I need to cut. So that's where the I shouldn't is I need to I should do something different, but I need to cut to relieve this is the freeze response. So even though you're cognitive wondering, I shouldn't do this, but I have to do it anyway, but this is the way that I relieve, you know, so now you're after you have to do it because it's the way it's what you know, right? And it's what you learn. And so as children, because we're little as children, and most likely the abuser is an adult, they're older, bigger, right? Than us. And so as children, the threat is always bigger than us. So when we get triggered, we're triggering the inner child, right? Not the adult self, the inner child. It's what's being triggered. The goal is to have a conversation between the inner child and the adult self so that we can incorporate new ways of, of taking care of ourselves. Now, here's the thing. The self-destructive pattern is what's keeping you safe and it's what's keeping you um, alive, right? So when you... Um, and, and also the, the shame and the self-blame is the anti, anti the antithesis um, of healing. Now, self-compassion is going to be your best friend toward healing. You need to be compassionate towards the inner child that's coming forward every time it gets triggered. And so the things that you might say or people say, and I've heard people say is, you know, why on earth, like Maria, why on earth am I sad and I have nothing to be sad about, right? Or I have no idea why I'm afraid of the dark, right? I have no idea why I can't watch scary films. I have no idea why um, certain floors of the house scare me, the attic, the basement, a certain room. The thing is, it's not you that is sad or scared or gets frightened by the certain room. It is the inner child that is scared and it's the inner child that it's sad. That's why it doesn't make sense to you as a grown up, like what in the world? You know, but the inner child is the one that is present, that is afraid, and you don't have the history, right? Because, excuse me, um, you don't have the narrative the story because you just haven't um it, it's not there you don't remember it or you don't or you haven't done the work to excavate the one thing of 
doing therapy is the more that you go into self-discovery, the more stuff comes out of your body and the more um, you'll talk you know, with yourself. And so because you don't have the narrative and you don't have the stories, um, there is the self-blame, the self-betrayal, the self-shaming. And all of these, like, for example, the why on earth am I not, why am I on earth am I sad? I have all this stuff or um, I have nothing, you know, like no idea why I'm scared or whatever. Um, all of that is self-abuse. All of that are sentences of self-gaslighting, right? They're not helping you at all. So now you may be, you know, living large, right? But your inner child is not. You may be living in a, the beautiful house, beautiful space, beautiful car. You have a beautiful job. You have a beautiful spouse. You have everything is wonderful, but you don't know why, right? Your inner child isn't wonderful. Your inner child isn't living large. And that's why you have that cognitive dissonance that's going on. So let's talk a little bit about how to go from switching from self-destructive behaviors to healthier destructive behaviors and how to make the healthy or healthy destructive, I mean, healthy behaviors, patterns, more as a default. So <clears throat> the, the longer, the longer you have lived with the self-destructive patterns as your default, the more shame you're going to experience and the more self-blame and all that other stuff. So just know that that's going to happen, but also bring in some self-compassion that's the incorporation right of the healthier behaviors so self-shame self-blame you're going to diminish that as you increase self-compassion you don't go from self-blame self self-shaming to oh my god i'm so compassionate you know like that doesn't happen overnight it's a shift that has to happen as, as a gradual process of self-love and self-reflection and also giving yourself the space. If you take your, if you take your self-destructive behaviors that have been keeping you safe, the the eating, the cutting, you go completely cold turkey, as if you're never gonna do it again. Your PTSD symptoms might start to scream more, right? You might be like, oh my god, what do I do? If I can't cut, what do I do? If I can't eat, what do I do? So that's the thing is that the what do I do? And if you don't have the what do I do instead, then you're going to freak out and you're going to be like, fuck therapy. This shit is fucking crack, right? So, <coughs> so the thing is, and you're going to relapse to self-harm, okay? So to go from self-harm to self-love is a process of witnessing. And now this is what happens. Remember that when the traumatic event happened, your pre the pre-cortal cortex, prefrontal cortex goes offline. But when you are calm, is in line. And so that's the time that you want to incorporate the healthy feelings because that's the time the prefrontal cortex can communicate and connect to the emotional brain, the amygdala. Not when it's firing, help, 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 right? It, they go offline. The amygdala takes over to keep you safe. The, the goal here is 
or not well the goal but also the way to go to transition to switching from self-destruction to self-love is when you're calm that's when you do your self-love patterns whatever they are for example i do this self-love is when i do yoga that's when i go back and reflect and become a witness to what i had experienced and i keep a note and a journal and i journal my feelings so that's when i can uh, that i can connect to my feelings right like for example what i shared i was watering the plants and then something a memory happened right that was triggering to me so that's when i go on the mat and i start to incorporate my yoga what is it about this memory what can i learn about this memory why is this memory coming forward right now you see what i'm saying so you do the self-reflection you do the self-prompting you do the self-healing in this way and with so much compassion no judgment become an observer of your experience not an absorber of your experience do you know what i mean observe become a witness to your healing as you become your own healer okay so and just be very very um let me see i'm looking at my notes to see if i'm missing something because sometimes i just go in the flow and i'm like oh i start to become a preacher um okay i told you that also the fawn response too that i want to so the fawn response is being afraid to lose your friends or being afraid to lose someone so you become such a people pleaser and you can and if you're you're afraid that if you don't continue to people please that person will leave and not be your friend anymore and you're going to be alone fuck it be alone you know what i mean like no we're not going to keep giving 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 just because we're scared be scared and do it anyway right do something that scares you every day eleanor roosevelt so um i think that's eleanor roosevelt um so that's the goal is to become your own healer so when you go from being your own self-destructor to becoming your own healer going from self-destruction to self-awareness self-love um and in, you know incorporating these new behaviors for example back in the day i loved 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 going on car rides loved it did it all the time and i always ended up by the ocean even though i lived in bridgeport at the time in connecticut the ocean is like long island sound so it's like you know not the ocean but it was the water and I'm always attracted to water and I work with the elements in my practice, my own personal healing practice. And when I do the retreats, I incorporate the water elements, the fire elements, the air, the wind, earth. I incorporate all of that because all of that, you know, earth is healing, mother earth. So um, remember when you're calm is when you can communicate and connect to those triggers to those emotional feelings don't wait for the feeling the emotion the trigger right to incorporate the the healthy it's not going to happen because you're not your thinking brain is not 
talking to your emotional brain. And trust me when I tell you, it's hard. It is nearly impossible to go from going from the amygdala to the connection, right? I also incorporate the pounding of my heartbeat. So I incorporate this, the tapping is to bring me back online, right? Bring back my thinking brain because the overwhelming feelings become way too strong sometimes. I'm 55 years old and I still have to do this shit. Ain't no shame in my game, girlfriend. You gotta do what you gotta do to heal. Become yourself healer. Yes, I've been doing this for many years, you know, like my own self-healing practices. But that doesn't mean that I am not gonna be pounding my head or I mean pounding my heart feeling at the age of 75. I'm sure I'm gonna be doing these practices because those are my default. Am I perfect? God, no. Do I wanna be perfect? No, I'm human. You know, I'm not a unicorn. I'm human, I feel my emotions, I process what happens, I learn as best as I can, and then I go, right? I live my next moment. I, you don't move on, you just live your next moment. One step at a time, one breath at a time, one brick at a time. Do not try to live two days in one. It's impossible. You can't be, you can't be living tomorrow when you haven't finished today, okay? So this is what I have for you. I hope that what I've shared has resonated with you. Um, thank you for subscribing and thank you for um, leaving a message if you've left a message um, down below. And I'll see you next week. I uh, The new moon meditation um, is probably going to come out on Monday because new moon, I think it's on Saturday or Sunday. So the new moon the full moon, I'm sorry, the full moon meditation will come out on Monday, okay? So please take good care of yourself. Another 20 minutes, no matter how much I try. We're just going to say my, my videos are going to be 20 minutes long, okay? Just plan to sit down for 20 to 25 minutes with your cafecito or your tea or whatever it is that you're drinking or not. Um, but always bring a journal. You know, do yourself a favor. I hope that I am... Um, bringing you a little bit of lightness today. Um, and I'm going to take care of this cold and take good care of yourself, okay? And I am going to go. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.